Hi everyone, this is Chithika. Hi everyone, this is Selena. And you're listening to the Working Knowledge Podcast. Uh, welcome to our second episode of our second series. Um, if you are just tuning in, we are currently in the middle of our story time session. Uh, we just wrapped up the last episode, or the first episode actually, last week. That's what I meant to say. Um, and I had some really fun, I had a fun time talking about Greek mythology and some lesser known tales from an otherwise pretty well explored part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to take a, a big sort of jump geographically. Um, and we are in China today for our story time. Woo-hoo. So uh, yeah, we're just, we're just going to dive right in. We have some cool things lined up and I feel the need to advance and apologize from the butchering of words and names yeah. I'm going to do. I have oh, Google Translate open. A little bit, me too. Because, I mean, I'm Chinese, but I was born in the United States, so I don't have any um, prior knowledge of words and pronunciation, other than, like, a little bit. But, yeah, it's okay. You got this. We, we yeah. have Google Translate. And you'll do fine. I'm sure you'll do fine. I'll, well, worst case, yeah. I'll make you look better. Thank by you. Comparison. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I thought we would start out pretty easy. Um, I mean... I think we're going to talk about the Chinese Zodiac first, am I right? Yeah, let's um, do it. Which I think is like a really interesting, like, astrological, lunar, calendar, classification kind of thing. Do you know what sign you are? Or not sign. Do you know what animal you are? Sorry. No, actually. Okay, well, we can find out. Um, the Chinese yeah. Zodiac, I'm, so we did a little bit of research on this. I'm reading off of Wikipedia right now, um, which is slightly reliable, slightly not reliable. Um it's a 12-year uh, classification cycle um, on the lunar calendar, which is, like, super popular in East Asian countries, which includes China, obviously, um, and Japan and South Korea and, uh, let's see, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand. Um, it kind of is, like, similar to the, like, Western, like, astrological signs, like, you know, the Aquarius or what are you... Um, I'm a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn. I'm a Aquarius. Um, it's similar in that there's like a, an overarching like I am an Aquarius, but then there's like a mm. whatever rising or you know that kind of thing. Um, oh, so right. the the cycle responds to years rather than months. So in like the the Western one, it's like every month is a a different um, astrological sign, but in Chinese zodiac terms, every year is a different animal. So, yeah, um, actually, one thing is also that people don't know is that the Chinese zodiac is supposed to be based on the lunar calendar, not the actual, like, the calendar that we use. So in the the calendar calendar. we use, I'm an ox, but in the lunar calendar, which is the correct calendar, I'm a rat. So you're probably, what you, hold on, December 27th. She remembers my birthday. Ninety-seven. <laughs> I was almost in ninety-eight babies, and that's so weird to think that's about. That's crazy. Um, I don't. I probably we probably should have figured this out first, right? It's well, I found one thing. I think this is. I don't know what cap- calendar this is based on, but it says here February ninety-seven to January ninety-eight is ox. Okay, so yeah, you're an ox. Oh, we're compatible. Okay, so 
I guess <laughs> the Chinese the Chinese zodiac also has like compatibility and like Ooh. Um, oh so okay yeah That's cool. anyways um, I thought it was just interesting to like talk about the origin story of it um, yeah I'm curious to hear so there's there's a lot of different stories um, like for the beginning of quote unquote the the animals the zodiacs um, there the one is called the great race which I think is kind of interesting um, it's kind of like similar to like the what's that one fable the race um, like the the rat the not rat the rabbit the hare and the tortoise oh yeah that one it's like similar in that like the they're trying to like get somewhere um but the 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 great race is the story that tells of when the jade emperor decreed that the years on the calendar would be named for the animal and the order that they reached him so whatever order gets there would be in that order so There's like it's like kind of long. I'll like briefly talk about it. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. The first uh, in the beginning, the cat and the rat were very bad at swimming, but they're both really smart. So this kind of like tells the backstory of like um, each animal as well. So they okay. decided that the best way to get across was to hop on the back of the ox. Um, but then the rat pushed the cat into the water and um, rushed to the emperor first. So the rat is number one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the ox had to settle for second place. Um, and then the third to come was the tiger. And then the fourth was the rabbit um, by jumping from one stone to another. So it's like really nimble. Um, and then the fifth was the dragon. Um, and the dragon explained why it was not first. They had to stop by a village and brought the rain for the people and therefore it was held back. And then saved the rabbit. So then the rabbit was the fifth animal. Um, it was like the dragon has like good nature, I guess. I see. Yeah. And then the sixth animal was the horse, I think. Oh, no, no, sorry. The sixth animal was the snake um, who had ha- hidden himself on the hoof of the horse. So the snake like hid on the hoof right but like the snake didn't move by itself yeah yeah so the snake became sixth and the horse was seventh and then um the eventually the goat the monkey and the rooster came to the gate um there's like a bunch of different ways to that they got there but they were next and then the 11th animal was a dog um it spent its time to play in the water so that's why it did not win earlier um and then it needed a good bath and blah, blah, blah. And it almost didn't make it to the finish line. And then last was the pig because the pig was hungry in the middle of the race. So it stopped and ate something and then fell asleep. <laughs> and then it woke in, um, and finished the race in 12th place. It was the last animal to arrive. So, oh, and also the cat drowned. So oh. after the rat pushed it into the water. Wait, so the cat just didn't finish? Nope. That's why. There's no cat? There's no cat on the, on the zodiac, right? I don't think so. No, there isn't. It, that's why it is said that uh, cats hunt rats and also hate water. So that's the oh, because the rat pushed the cat into the water, and drowned. I like I again. It's we were talking about this last time, but I like how there are explanations for like mm-hmm. everyday phenomena through this really like fantastical story. Isn't it cool? Yeah. That is, 
I'm like way more sympathetic towards cats now. <laughs> yeah. There's like other variations. Um, but yeah, that's like the, I think that's the one that's common. And at least that's the one that's on Wikipedia. So sorry if that's slightly incorrect. I don't know. Yeah. It's but the fine. rat is like cunning. So I'm mm. like very, um, yeah. What are you? Kill a cat to get ahead. I think I said I was ox. Oh, yeah, you're ox. Uh, I guess you're just like very. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. What was the? How did the ox win again? And naive. You're kind-hearted and naive. Is you would call thing? me naive. I would say you're naive. Uh, you're also kind-hearted. You're care. not that naive. Yeah, maybe not anymore. Yeah. I'm getting wiser with age. <laughs> age. I need to stop. I need to stop like talking like an old person and then get upset when people yeah because you're the old. youngest of all of us of our i whole know family. i always like, like that. almost a whole year yeah yeah you're almost ex- you're like 11 months younger than i am yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna turn 23 and then you'll be 24 and i'll be like what mm-hmm. maria is like a full year older too she's december 31st but 96 oh yeah she's like wholly a full year older yeah, but she, you guys are closer in age than mm-hmm. I am to either of you, and that's like that just doesn't quite because we have she and I have our birthdays in the same month. Yeah, so it's like really confusing. Maybe I, oh my gosh, I'm a Gen Zer. That's why I'm the only person in our crew that has a TikTok. Uh, no, we're all Gen Z, aren't we? Anyone born after '96? I think so. Yeah, but I think we're on the cusp. You oh, know, okay, like. Okay. Like, how much after 96 are you born? It's, like, how far into... So, compared to someone born in 2000, where, like, we have some millennial traits because we were, like, trying to On the border, yeah. We're confused. Belong nowhere. (laughs) Um, Do you want to tell the quick yin-yang story? Because I think Yeah, let's do it. I I was looking... So, the interesting thing is, like, I think there's a lot of stories, like, inspired by yin and yang, Mm because, essentially, from what I've read... Um, the, it's it's just, just like a, it's a concept, right? It's like a way of looking at the mm-hmm. world. Um, and one thing I know for sure in terms of like what the origin story of Yin and Yang is is that they were um, like created out of chaos when the universe was first like mm-hmm. formed. So that's like the common sentence I keep finding, and of course now I can't see it anywhere. Um, I have it up. It's, uh, hold on. Where did it go? Oh, yeah. In Chinese mythology, yin and yang were born from chaos mm-hmm. when the universe was first created, and they are believed to exist in harmony at the center of the earth. Mm. Um, during the creation, their achievement of balance in the cosmic egg. I don't know what the cosmic egg is. I couldn't find it. It's like out. a, it's like, we can go into that. Oh, okay. You can answer. Episode. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, another episode. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> the their achievement of balance in the cosmic egg allowed for the birth of Hangu, mm-hmm. the first human. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, and then the first gods, and there are three, who uh, were also born from yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, that is the, that's like, I think, the, the part of the myth that's, like, kind of constant. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of people have been inspired to write stories about, like, like Yin, the goddess, Yang, the god. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, a lot of tales built around that. Like Yeah, because Yin is, like, um, 
considered more like feminine or something, yeah. right? And then yeah. Yang is the more masculine, but they all have like kind of different traits and yeah, well, like combinations, uh, if, combinations of different things. Yeah, if somebody somehow hasn't seen like the diagram, it's, it's a circle, <laughs> and there's two like sort of teardrop shaped like yeah. shapes, and one is black and one is white. So, white one is Yang, black one is Yin. And then there's like a white dot in the black teardrop and then a black dot in the white teardrop. That took so much focus to say that correctly. It's like it's like a balance of um of space basically and mm. like that kind of thing. So neither like dark is and light, male yeah. and female. So yeah, in a way obviously it's like very binary, but mm-hmm. it's it's the whole I think message is about like balance and yeah, yeah. coexistence that they're like naturally opposite forces but they have to both be there mm-hmm. for like balance and non-chaotic situations to exist um yeah but back to also- that back to the um the cosmic egg thing have you never heard of that before <laughs> oh it's like a it's a very i guess i don't want to like say it wrong but it's like a very common um fantasy uh like element myth yeah, okay. yeah. So there's like different ways that um, I guess I learned this in my fantasy and myth class, very briefly. But there's different ways that different artists or authors depict, or religions even depict the creation of the earth. So mm-hmm. there's one that's like the god, like God itself, like in in Christianity, um, they created everything, um, and all of its beings and stuff like that. And then there's like the the different like the multiple gods. Um, and they, they're responsible for like different parts of it. Mm. And then the cosmic egg is like, I guess it's kind of like the big bang in a way. Oh, like the universe hatched. Yeah. It, it just like, it cracked open and birthed all. Right. Um, and there's like a lot of different cosmology myths and stuff like that, that are related to that. Um, it's really apparent in a lot of, um, cultures. So Egyptian, Babylonian, Orphic, Indian, other blah, 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 cultures. But yeah, it's really cool. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Maybe that'll so, be I mean, a I guess, we'll like, see. In, in the cosmic egg, technically, like, there's versions where there's, like, a, a creator deity that lays the egg. And then mm. kind of it cracks open and then all is being. Um, but, yeah, there's different versions of it. That's very so. interesting. That sounds familiar now that you've described it. Because... Uh, we can obviously we're gonna say this for another episode, but I guess spoiler alert. I was thinking we should do like Mesoamerican um, mm, creation myths. I don't know anything about that. Oh my gosh, they're so they're like honestly they're so interesting. But mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of yeah, like I think creation myths are really cool to see across the world too because yeah. on some level there's like very specific um, uh, like concepts about how the world was created, but on some level, there are a lot of common threads between all of those approaches Mm -hmm. too. And then, like you said, like the cosmic egg sounds a lot like the Big Bang. So it's very interesting to compare like the sort of, I don't know, scientific version of how the universe came to be versus like Mm -hmm. the the stories, the myth, and like what are the overlaps? Because there definitely are some. Oh yeah, there's a lot of them. And it's so crazy that like cultures like across the world have similar... Yeah. Without, yeah, yeah, communicating because these come mm-hmm. way pre 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 globalization. <laughs> Very pre. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say pre enough times. Yeah. Um, but 
it's cool. yeah yeah very fascinating we can save that maybe we can do like a like the close episode in this series yeah yeah like anyway i love that um yeah i i didn't go down this route but there are like a lot of like wadpad stories <laughs> like love stories inspired by yin and yang i was like i don't want to not today that's not maybe another uh, time maybe maybe later we'll see if it's like i don't know if i want to share that it like mm-hmm. but there is like i did find this like eternal love story of yin and yang yeah well um, there's a lot of just like chinese love stories um the next one that i was going to talk about is uh, quote unquote called the Chinese Romeo and Juliet. Ooh, um, if you're ready to move on, I'm yes. This I think it's a perfect segue since we were talking about love stories. Yeah, so um, I'm excited. <laughs> so I think this one's called uh, Butterfly Lovers. I think some Chinese people will know. This is like the only one that I've ever heard of, and that's because like I found the sheet music for it when I used to play flute and piano. So I like used to play it. I'll I'll play you the concerto later. It's really I'm excited. Beautiful. Or actually, hold on. Let me play it in the background because I think that's like. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to edit it into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Hold oh, on. that's exciting. Wait, we should have done this. I'm so ready. I might be too. <laughs> I might be like crying too much to do my like closing story. So I'm gonna oh. give you a heads up. Okay. Can you see? Oh, I'm sharing the wrong. Hold on. I'm so ready. I have to share my other desktop. I feel like I should bring like popcorn or a plushie or something to hold. Wait. <laughs> okay, so this is actually from the Shanghai Symphony Orchestra. The mm. Butterfly Lovers Violin Concerto. Um, I used to love this. It was like so pretty. Anyways, the story. So this folktale um, involves two lovers. One named... Liang Shangbo, which is the um, scholar uh, from an ordinary family who's the male, and then Ying Tai, who is the only daughter of a wealthy family. So back in this dynasty, women were not allowed to go to school. So the girl Ying Tai, she tried to persuade her parents and whatnot, but eventually she just dressed up as a man in disguise to go to school, um, which is like a very similar a uh, common thread apparently in these stories um and on the way to the school from her hometown she met the the guy um Shanpo, and then they became best friends so over time um they just got really close and she fell in love with him classic mm-hmm. um she eventually uh three years later her family asked three years to, sorry yeah, i know well they were in school for a while Eventually, three years later, her family asked her to return home. And then, um, obviously, the male friend, Sean Bull, was very sad. So he, like, he walked him home. I guess her home, technically, but he thought it was a him. Um, And this scene um, was, like, a very famous scene in the play, apparently. This walk back? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, This walk back, this journey. So during this whole journey, she, like, tried to, like subtly hint to him that she was a woman and she's like oh like i'll like introduce you to like my sister who is like so attractive <laughs> which is actually her um so but chanbo was like really stupid so he didn't like figure it out mm. um well can't blame him i yeah. feel like probably he's not expecting it <laughs> but uh eventually later um he figured out that she was a woman and they were like um obviously best friends and um somehow he decided to approach uh, propose i don't know the whole story behind that 
Um, but Ying Tai, the girl's parents, because uh, she's from a wealthy family, they already arranged her to marry somebody else, a man from <gasps> another rich family, uh, which is tragic. And uh, Shan Bo, which is the man, uh, became critically ill and died soon after. What? Like, yeah, I know, it was like really sudden. I'm sure there's more to the story, but I'm like skipping over it. Um, so then this is like the very end, the dramatic part. I don't even remember, I don't remember if this concerto part is like from the journey, like that we're listening to, or if it's from the very end when they're- Oh, well, it sounds really like, sad. The whole thing happens. Um, but on the day of the marriage of Ying Tai's uh, marriage, the there were strong winds that prevented the wedding procession um, from like continuing when they were passing the bridge um, next to Sean Bo's grave. So she stopped to pay her respects at his grave, and um, suddenly, this music part does not fit the story, but suddenly the lightning and the thunder split open the grave, and Ying Tai, she was so upset and she didn't want to get married to this other rich man, so she jumped into the grave, um, into her lover's grave, and everyone's like, oh my god, what happened? And then suddenly the grave reopened and a pair of butterflies came out and flew away to so yeah, that's the story. But there's like a lot of different like adaptations to it, and obviously there's like a play and stuff like that. Um, but it's like about like everlasting love, and um, it's similar to Romeo and Juliet in that there's like a tragedy. Um, mm. But it's there's not like actual like relationship between them. I think it's just like comparatively small resemblance, you know. Oh man. Yeah. But this like concerto, I used to um, I used to play flute like back in high school for band. Really? So there's like yeah, did you not know that? No. No. Yeah, I used to play flute, and there's like a. Aside from the violin part, there's like a very significant like flute solo that I used to love mm -hmm. playing. It's really hard to play on the piano though. So. I was gonna say yeah, because when you said you found the sheet music, I was like, oh, so much piano. Oh, add. Yeah. But, um, a tragic story, and... It's a good story. Yeah, there's like a, there's a lot of art that, like, has been made for it, and I kind of want to see, like, the play, or the musical, or whatever mm -hmm. it is. The performance. I'm curious, the performance. I'm yeah, curious. I think it's interesting that it's like, uh, you said it's kind of commonly put up as a show, mm -hmm. so it's, yeah. I wonder if, you know... I'm sure there's, like, versions to watch online, like, live versions, or... I'm assuming, like, the journey part is a big, um... That's a big part of it, yeah. Yeah, of, like, the production. That sounds so lovely. Wow. It's, like, I guess, like, the... I think it's interesting, like, when we were talking about these, um... The Greek stories versus, like, these Chinese stories, um, they're so, like... The tone is, like, so different, don't you think? Mm, yeah. It's, like... This one's much more ethereal. I don't know if it's maybe just because of the butterfly turning thing. Maybe. I, I think but. it's also like the music does help. But oh, you're yeah, right in that bit. like the... I mean, we could have... It depends also on what stories we chose. But um, mm -hmm. there is definitely a little bit more of like... Yeah, like uh, floaty. <laughs> floaty. Ethereal. Um, yeah. Sort of like... I'm imagining a lot of like... Flowers and like, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I think it also it might have to do that a lot of like Chinese folklore. I mean, it's really really old. Obviously, it's older than like right. Greek myth uh, supposedly, 
Really? Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Chinese culture is like the cult, like way back, supposedly the most longest documented culture in the world. Um, but it it's I guess every dynasty is different, but um, I think it's because like a lot of Chinese folklore is like very fable fable-y. Um, they have like mm. a lot of lessons or like um, uh, yeah lessons about like facing adversity or like love and blah 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 um everlasting something or other so yeah that's really cool but yeah maybe there's like a timelessness maybe i think that's the mm, thing yeah maybe this like the sense of like the cosmos and like time seems like an important thing you know like beginning mm-hmm. of time creation of the world i know we are discussing slightly more like creation style stories but Mm -hmm. like even this although in a way there's a parallel because you know the butterfly lovers if you think of it as an origin story for butterflies like that's sort of one way to do that uh, explanation of everyday things or like you know creatures or whatever so Mm -hmm. so butterfly sits on like uh what's the flower um is there a flower like apollo's lover what was his name this? yeah yeah something like that yeah. It's like a little fun overlap. Maybe if I yeah. ever see a butterfly around like a flower that's in Greek mythology, okay. I'll flip out. I, I appreciate this story and everything, but I absolutely hate butterflies. I know this is <laughs> Me unpopular. too! Oh my no, god, really? Me too. Yeah. Okay, good, good. I know this is like a really unpopular opinion, but I <laughs> I truly, truly, truly despise butterflies. I hate the way they fly. I hate moths too. I think that might be where oh, it's from. But it just, I cannot stand them. And I know people think that they're gorgeous and there's like butterfly houses no. and like different conservatories, no. but I cannot do it. I cannot no. go in there. Mm-mm. I like them like as jewelry, not like real butterflies. Like I like the shape of like wings mm. as jewelry. They're pretty. I, I'll admit that. But I just Their don't wings like are the pretty. way they fly. I also hate like, okay, I, I think it, I used to really love butterflies and then we did the whole conservatory thing for a while. <laughs> And at some point in some butterfly garden, I saw, like, just the body, like, the actual butterfly, because it had its, like, wings, like, folded back. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, on a little, like, net thing. So I could only see it, like, as an insect. And I was like, these are still bugs. Yeah. And that just completely ruined it for me. I was like, I don't care how pretty your wings are, because when your wings are folded, no, no. You're a giant, like giant bug. bug. It's yeah. just a big bug. They're, I, they're really big, and I'm sorry, but the the way they fly is so like jerky. I just can't yeah. do it. I can't do Ugh. it. Blah. Yeah. Well, I'm well, glad that we agree on that because a lot of people <laughs> hate me so much for that fact. They're like, "How can you hate butterflies? They're so pretty." Oh my god. Anyways, that's so funny. All right. Uh, um, do you want to talk about our last one, which is like the one yeah. that, we were, that inspired this episode, the, where it all began? Sorry, there's like a really, speaking of bugs, there's like a huge bug outside my window. And I know it's away from me, but just knowing it's there is really bothering me. Mm-hmm. So I'm slightly distracted right now. But yes, um, I'm glad you told this story because there's a bit of an overlap theme-wise um, with like, uh, I guess like women not being allowed to do certain things or participate yeah. in certain sections. I think people are going to guess what this is. I'm like trying to build up to it. I'm sure um, it's part of our, like, episode name and title, too. So I well, I don't know. We'll figure That's out. TBD. We'll That's see. That's true. We don't figure out the title until, like, we'll see. Yeah. Shh. 
we have everything planned out, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where was I going with that? Right, so there are certain, like, things that women were not allowed to do. So, mm-hmm. anyway, in, as a sort of, like, background to the, to the story, and then some woman, like, still finds a way to participate, and the way is by, like, um, uh, what's the word? There's a word, like, po- not posing, like, um, whatever. Um, Impose? No. Im- impersonating. Imitate? Impersonating, impersonating. Ah. a man. Um, and so this is the story of Hua Mulan. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, dramatic. <laughs> I know, right? Big surprise. <laughs> um, but, well, we... So, obviously, it's a story that, like, a lot of people grew up with thanks to, like, the Disney movie. Um, I've never heard it as, a, like, a folktale, but I learned recently that it is also, like, a, a story. And apparently, it was a ballad. Um, mm-hmm. So, it was kind of, like, written out uh, in song or, like, as a poem. Um and then we, Selena and I recently watched with our other friends the live action. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mentioned it in the, the Friends Forever episode, but we never followed up on it. So now there's right. a follow up on it. If you're one of the small number of people that listened to that episode and is also listening to this episode, you this is what you've been losing sleep over for the last two weeks. Yeah, what did yeah. we think of the live action? No, we'll talk about that a bit too, but it's sort of like... Um, uh something that people are talking about a bit more so we thought it would be nice i was curious about the original story have you heard it before i I never heard it before like i watched mulan i mean i didn't really grow up with like a super like chinese uh background i guess you call it i didn't like my parents didn't like read me folk tales or like whatever they tried to americanize um themselves when they were here so Oh, interesting. Maybe that's another episode in the meantime. Another episode. Um, we're like really teasing, teasing you guys with all these like episodes. I think we're just trying to like plan our own schedule out. But hopefully it works as, as teasing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'd never heard it the, um, uh, the like ballad. And I haven't still like found it in a form that I can just like read the ballad. I don't really have that. But yeah, I didn't look for it. Yeah, uh, it's just um, it's just like a general overarching story of like the basics of Mulan, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the plot points, like the main things, are correct. So like, mm-hmm. um, or they match rather the folktale where uh, Mulan's father is like n- unwell, and so she doesn't want him to join the army. So that like that kind of background is um, typically consistent across the different versions, uh, and then her posing or impersonating like a man to join the army is also um, that's the big one. Yeah, that that's like that's basically without that the story wouldn't really exist. But well, uh, there are versions where there's like another woman warrior who like knows of her identity. Yeah, there's like then there's a version I saw where like the her father. And her family know that she's going to fight in in his stead. Mm. So there are different versions, I think, of like how alone she is in the journey. There is some. Sometimes there are other female characters who are also warriors, right. um, and who like support her, or like the emperor's daughter will like be in on the thing, and like they become sort of like they form a sisterhood. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there are also different endings in terms of like the war itself. Typically, we see Mulan like win and come back home, or like you know, and then ultimately like get recruited um, to like join the emperor's army or like um, like chamber or whatever. But there is a version apparently where like China loses the war. And yeah, Mulan and I think this is the same version where there's like the Empress's daughter is also involved. And so they both get like sentenced to well, death. And then they don't die, but it ends like very tragically. There's a lot of I was like, no, this I don't I don't want to read this one. So um but the gist is that yeah, Hua Mulan replaces her aging father, she serves the country, disguises herself as a man, fights bravely in the army. Yeah. Um wins great honor. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh my gosh, we can discuss the honor thing because um, I think someone made like a TikTok or an Instagram video being like, uh, "BRB, you gotta go restore my honor for the fifth time this day," because uh, it's like such a theme. And yeah, like, they do say it a lot in the live action. They say a little bit too much. I think. Yeah, yeah. That I think even the Disney. I mean, there's the song, of course, like "Honor mm-hmm. to Us All," but um, that's one. And then people always make comparisons to, like, mm-hmm. you haven't watched Avatar, but um, no. Zuko is, like, the anti-hero-ish character. And mm-hmm. so his whole background story is, like, he needs to restore his honor. And it's, someone counted, like, how many times they make him say honor. And it's, like, so <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I, we can just, again, oh my gosh, this is another episode. But we can talk, like, there is a sense, like, some people were sort of, like, it's problematic how much, yeah. like, honor is overemphasized as this theme, like, depending on the, is ethnic, ethnic the right term? I think so. Ethnic, like, background of a character, mm-hmm. because there's this, like, almost um, caricature of, mm-hmm. like, East Asian characters who are, like, fully just driven by this concept of, like, restoring honor or, like, Yeah, it's honor. like a stereotype. Um, yeah. Yeah, or a trope that's commonly used. Right. And that's funny. I mean, I know we didn't cover, like, every kind of story there is, but we actually didn't discuss honor at all until this point. (laughs) I do, I'm not saying, obviously it's, like, a theme in the sense that, like, people care about it. But it is, I do wonder, like, when that became such a prominent Mm -hmm. plot point in these, like, adaptations. And I wonder how, I have a feeling they weren't as as much of like a central plot point in maybe the older versions of these stories yeah i mean Um, i think it has i I don't know it might have something to do with like i think when these folklore like these stories are told i think this is maybe i don't know if i'm right or wrong but like it's probably like one person in a village that knows these stories and then like says them and then like maybe um like another traveler maybe adds onto the story something like that. Right. So typically I think these stories are stories that people want to hear that are very like heroic in some way. So I guess the honor part kind of comes into that. Mm. Um, like that's like the only thing I can think of. But it is it is very common I think in these like um these East Asian stories where like honor or um maybe like respect or something is like a big common theme in like these fables. Um, to teach yeah. like kids or to teach um, whatever to whoever is listening. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing too, right? They have some sort of like parable like quality where there's some moral or some some like value mm-hmm. that is important to like the sort of like the people that the, the stories come from, who the stories come from. 
So there's like, it, it's an interesting way to learn, I think, about like what is important in different cultures, um, depending on what a story is trying to teach you. Um, but I, I also take back what I said about not having the ballad. I do have a translation oh, of the uh-huh. ballad. Um, and it, it doesn't... Go ahead. Is, is there anything interesting specifically that you didn't mention in the ballad? That's like kind of cool. Um, I think it's like, no, it's just, um, what's the word? It's the same story. Like it's, um, she sees that her father is being like, um, conscripted, drafted, and she goes ahead and like replaces her father. I think here is, um. Here they know, in this ballad at least, that I'm seeing. She, or she, she doesn't seem to have a conflict leaving them. She said, I said farewell to my parents in the morning, and by evening I was sleeping by the Yellow River. But she might have just said, like, bye, I'm off to the market, and then doesn't come home. Yeah. I think, um, like, the, the not telling their family is, like, more dramatic, so maybe that's what is more common. Um, or, I mean, I guess that's what Disney adapted right. to. Right, right, right. But there's definitely no... Um, love story in this one Mm. so yeah that's like another thing that um the the um the cartoon and the live action kind of added on i guess the live action's based on like the the animation right you know right at least in part yeah but the live action also took like a different take on it Mm -hmm. in terms of changing up some of the characters but in a i did enjoy when watching the disney as i was gonna say as a kid but i watched it as as recently as like two months ago so anytime i watch it that's what i'm saying i think it's like you know a lot of disney adaptations uh are fully focused on the love story Mm -hmm. um and this one was a lot more balanced like yeah of course there was some sort of romance but like initially um shang is actually sort of like an obstacle and Mm -hmm. he like he also grows as a character he thinks like these things about women and then he realizes like Mulan is a woman and he's like never mind and then he's like I'm feminist now not in so many words but you know that's the assumption yeah 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 yeah. and if you go Um, on to sorry go ahead no you're you're fine I was just saying if you go on to watch like Mulan I I haven't seen Mulan 3 like the Disney one but I've seen Mulan 2 I saw 1 and 2 I saw 2 I do like Mulan 2 I thought I was gonna really hate it but I enjoyed it for the most part but um there's a really you see like that sort of character development, like, keep going yeah. in terms of, like, Shang as somebody who initially would have been, like, absolutely no, you know, and not supported Milan as somebody who goes on to, like, really um, open his mind, so to speak. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say I appreciated, I think when I was a kid, I especially liked Mulan because, well, one, it was, like, Chinese. Right. Um, Chinese-adjacent. Um <laughs> But as also because, like, that's one of the least, uh, I say at least, like, very sparingly, but least uh, adapted, weirdly, stories that Disney has done. Mm. Um, like, if you think of, like, the Brothers Grimm stories, obviously, like, Cinderella is a, a very bloody story um, yeah. in the Brothers Grimm, and they, like, really kind of make it um, not so bloody and gross, and they really, like, evangelize it in a way. But I think Mulan, they kind of keep a lot of that, like um that tone um which is like what makes it really stand out in the in the disney princess like Mm. 
lineup, whatever you want to call it. No, I agree. I agree. I think it is um, more perhaps true to the original. I I mean, I know people are upset in terms of like the... Well, I think people are... I don't know if I've heard that many problems or like complaints against the Disney one. Like the animation? Yeah. I mean, obviously we were babies when it came out, so I don't know (laughs) what the general... And I think there was less like open conversation about, you know, like accurate representation and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, like, the general, what I've heard is, like, it's, it's funny. I think people appreciated it because it was funny. And it wasn't, like, super wholly accurate, but, I mean, there's no true folk tale that's, like, the folk tale, right? So they could have kind of taken it in any direction. Right, that's true. Um, And they do seem to, like, we discussed the sort of, like, major, like, the plot points that make the story are mm-hmm. are, are there. there yeah what did you think of the uh the real life adaptation the the one that just came out i think i'm conflicted on a lot of levels because mm-hmm. like i also it's one of those things where when somebody remakes something you're really attached to it's like really hard yeah. to you know what i mean it's like i think a lot of people had that that same opinion yeah and we do this you know uh for context to everyone, my camera just zoomed up. Anyway, for context, uh, we've been watching like the Harry Potter movies um, net yeah. as as sort of like a friend thing to do as whatever we all we are do our yeah, movie night. So is. yeah, but like Selena and always, and I've started. I think I'm just gonna text you because I think it really bothers the other people who <laughs> haven't like read the books or aren't as like obsessive yeah. because every Should five always minutes talk about these like little tiny details that maybe aren't in the books or are in the movies sorry or that should have been or that they changed yeah or like things they made up oh that's that could be another series if we discussed like things that they didn't include yeah but you know it's like it's easy to sit on the outside and be like well this is wrong and that's wrong but it's like it's a hard thing to do to take something really loved and like culturally relevant and then try to try to re reproduce it um, that's how I kind of feel about all of the Disney live action remakes. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I think I think a few of them were okay. I think the the Beauty and the Beast one. I was, was just gonna say was lovely, um, and the what was it? The other one, the Aladdin? Aladdin one was okay. That was pretty good too. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't amazing. Although I didn't, I wasn't like super obsessed with the, the yeah. animation, um, the animated one. And then is there any other ones? Oh, I guess Lion King. That was sad. I never uh, watched that one. You but Lion King has a... Adaptation? No, no. Oh. I kind of forgot that was a thing. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> it's okay. Good to know. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, I think, like, it's it's a really hard, like you are saying, really hard, like, situation to be in when you're adapting something, um, reproducing it, because there's already, like, a precedent and, and yeah. like, a success level right. of how good it was. And, like, you either copy it shot for shot um and like and redevelop it and like twist like whatever um which is what uh lion king did or Mm -hmm. you like kind of add more characters or like change the characters in some way which is kind of what like aladdin did yeah um and then i guess in mulan they like changed i see where they were coming yeah they changed the focus i see where they were coming from like they were trying to be more like serious or more yeah. true to the the folklore um so that's like another approach and in my opinion i don't think it was like super successful yeah yeah i didn't 
hate it though. That's the thing. I think that's where I am. I don't. Yeah. I don't definitely didn't hate it, and there were some parts that were like in a way like you can think of VFX, and it was kind of well made. Oh yeah, from that perspective, beautiful in that way. Yeah, and I I did enjoy like. Yeah, like, the the actor that played Mulan, I think she did, you know, a good job. I think there was, like, a lot of good moments. But besides also, I think, comparing... It's one of those things, I guess, like, when somebody takes something up and, like, they want to uh, sort of, like, reinvent it, then you want them to really do it well. And it was sort of, like, in between. I think there were leaps that they could have... If they were going to make leaps, they should have just made the leaps. Yeah, and, yeah. Like they were too reserved in some places and yeah. maybe a little too exaggerated in another. Yeah. I, I think, think also one thing that I was really frustrated about was it's really, really short. It's maybe not even two hours, which in my opinion is really hard to do in in like the way that they're approaching the story. Like this is a very like I don't want to say thrillery, but very like live action, um, very action based like sequence yeah. of events. So I mean, you just look at, like, the Lord of the Rings movies or, like, um, oh, I, I curse. Just look at, like, the, the Harry Potter or, like, the Lord of the Rings movies or any, like, of these action-based, like, stories that are super um, long. They're, like, three hours. Yeah, they and, are. And that only tells, like, what, like, maybe one part of the story. But uh, I think Mulan maybe tried to compress it too, too much, much and then cut out some, like, really important like character yeah. and world building like bits that could yeah. have maybe improved it. So. Yeah, and there was a sense of like <laughs> you know when you're like are writing like a timed essay in an exam <laughs> and you like yeah. spend too much time on the first two thirds and yeah. then you have to go like really quickly finish it. <laughs> yeah. That's how it felt. Because there was yeah. so much like they took so much time and patience with the matchmaking scene, for example, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really enjoyed that. I was like, that was actually as close to the real thing I could have expected. Yeah. yeah. And I just wanted the cricket and, like, the song, which I knew wasn't going to be in the movie. So, like, I went in without that expectation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, compare that to the scene where, spoiler alert, to the scene where um, they find out she's a woman and then they just, there's, like, basically no resistance. There. Yeah, but there's, like, no like, pushback, all the other people are, like, ooh, yeah, like, we're, I mean, like, everyone in there could, based on the law, like, they're all supposed to be, even if for whatever reason they were, like, closet feminists, which I doubt, right, because that's not believable, um, they would have, they should have technically, like, died for what they said, and so it's one of those things of, like, how did, and, what I there's no they don't show like enough of the relationship between her and like her friends in the army for it to be believable that they would support her no matter what like at the risk of their lives what yeah there's it's not like they like I was saying they don't do enough character and world building yeah. which is like super important when I think when you're doing like a super heavy action sequenced movie right um, which is what they try to do which I appreciate but I think they could have done it better yeah um I hope that you guys enjoyed that um <laughs> we yeah. tried to kind of i mean i i, I want to talk about like the the political and like whatever issues that are that are behind um mulan and those things but yeah i think we're kind of out of time so maybe yeah. we'll talk about that in a different series we can come back I think to that's it. an interesting topic yeah. i agree yeah but for now 
we have just scratched the surface of what is obviously a treasure trove of um, partially true, not true um, stories and creation I mean, myths. Yeah, and I think China is like one of the oldest civilizations, so there's always something to to investigate here. Yeah, and that's what I love, right? These are like older older stories or like histories that are not as well recorded. Like, of course, they're recorded better than other who knows who um, mm-hmm. was around at the time. But it, you know, it's one of those things where like the because of the time and the like uh, platforms. So much is just like potentially changed or lost, and you sort of like almost don't know what you're interacting with beyond a certain point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes it really exciting. You're just kind of like trying to. You have ultimately you can just make a really good guess. Yeah, and, and then, then like how it like fits into our current culture too is like. Oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the yin sure. yang, and then like the zodiac sign, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think at the very least, this will give people something interesting to talk about at dinner. You can be like oh, yeah. that person. Mention, uh, I don't know, mention what, what's interesting for them to mention at the dinner table. That they have a really cool podcast that they listen to. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure you guys rate us and give us uh, five stars. Some stars. Uh, give us a review on iTunes if you're interested. Maybe we'll read them out. That's like a thing that podcasts do, right? Yeah, it could if be people fun. People give out five star reviews, and we'll uh, we'll read your something <gasps> or other. Exciting. Um. <laughs> all right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Just um, we're good. Just thanks for listening, right. and we'll be back soon. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.